day two of our return. Oh man, we've been through the ringer, and uh, but uh, man, we've returned. Got a new lineup rolling along here, and boy, people calling already. Pretty, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Steve and I have people calling from uh, different parts of the country. Uh, people watching our nation's capital right now. There are some things going on. If you haven't turned on the TV, we'll kind of keep you informed a little bit. Seems to be some uh, crowds that are uh, really getting with it. And uh, some interesting times there in, uh, in Washington, D.C. And uh, some, some protests, some rallies that are taking place there. And, uh, Stephen, you were uh, looking at that a little while ago. It, it part, this is in concert with today's uh, electoral certification that's going on and uh, the Senate uh, and the uh, Congress got together and the House. And so it's a uh, joint deal. But uh, there has now been a, um, a the, the, basically the votes from Arizona have been challenged. And everybody's sort of gone to their own chambers, and then they'll re uh, they'll get back together here in a couple of hours. But uh, boy, I've been watching a lot of this and interesting. And Stephen, we won't get too political here, but uh, I do think you know when something huge is going on with our country, and that is quite a scene in Washington D.C. We need to at least kind of account for it. And uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, the uh, Senate Majority Leader uh, for the uh, for the Republicans, uh, was uh, uh, is, is some people were, were shocked by what he delivered in his uh, address today, basically saying that uh, the vote of the people needed to be trusted and to do anything else would be undermining that. And so it was a, uh, a very, very interesting break with the president, someone he's been extremely loyal to in his agenda since the president was elected. So uh, Stephen, do you have anything to add to that? A little political talk to start the <laughs> one o'clock. It, uh, I, 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 here's what I'll say: J Mo will have a lot more on this story. <laughs> Should I put it like that? Yeah. Well, at two p.m., we'll do Face the Nation with John Morris. He'll he'll get some people John, on the horn. <laughs> John has a lot of political thoughts that he'll want to share. I get it. You listen to us. You want some sports? Don't want a bunch of political talk. There are other places for that. I get it. I get it. It's just there's a lot going on right now. So, Stephen, keep your eye on that crowd. There are some barriers that have been uh, infiltrated and uh, maybe trying to get a little closer to the action uh, and um, with that crowd. So if you see anything. I like that, a little closer to the action. They just kind of want to observe what's going on. <laughs> kind of like you and I moving down during a Baylor-TCU game to get a little closer look at the field. Uh, these folks are getting, they're getting kind of getting with it out there. So, uh, hopefully everybody stays safe, but, um, Steven, I don't know. How did the, how did everybody know to show up in DC? Oh, well, maybe somebody asked them to, maybe somebody did, but, um, I did, I did like how it was asked for, uh, certain groups not to show up. Antifa, stay at home. We don't want y'all. Everybody else get, get your rears to DC immediately. Oh my goodness. You know, one of our one of our huge listeners is uh, and a guy who just got elected back to uh, back to Congress, Pete Sessions. So uh, Pete is probably out there listening as we speak. He's not been sworn back in, so he wouldn't be there. 
probably in D.C. But, Pete, if you're out there, hey, my goodness, maybe point us in the right direction. What's going on right now? Um, all right, Stephen, it is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. And, Stephen, were you um, – Last night, I was heavy into some, some writing I had to do for FoxSports.com, but I did stop down. You always have to. It's a strange. I'm so used to the Heisman announcement coming down on a Saturday evening. It used to happen about December 6th. It would be Saturday, December 6th or December 7th. We will never forget around here. When the great RG3, Stephen, I thought of it too late. See if Robert will come on next segment. You know, too. <laughs> okay, I'll text See if him. Robert will <laughs> jump on. No, but hey, they had to do it virtually. They had to. They had to have some of the greats uh, on via Zoom, and that was kind of fun to see everybody. What a what an unbelievable deal! And uh, Devonte Smith wins it. Stephen, only the second Heisman winner who was born in Louisiana, okay? Can you name the other one? I don't want people Googling this. If you can do it within 20 seconds, I may give you something, all right? The, uh, Stephen, give the, uh, give the text line. 254-662-1660. And you can always call us on that, 254-662-1660. Devontae Smith becomes... The second Heisman winner born in Louisiana. I feel like I know where some of the votes are going to go. Again, don't be looking this up. Don't be looking it up. I want people that answer within like 30 seconds to, to basically denote that they did not have time to Google all of this. Stephen, while we're waiting for the votes to come in, they may be pouring in as we speak. Do you have a guess? I got a caller on hold, Matt. Mm. Is this like a mystery, mystery type guest? Uh, Mike has the answer. He thinks if you want to take his call, Matt. Mike, Mike in Central Texas, you're on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. How are you? I believe it was Billy Cannon. Mike, it's a great guess. I, I got bad news for you. Can't, Billy Cannon was born in Philadelphia, Mississippi. All no. right, and he got to Baton Rouge as quick as he could. But uh, <laughs> that that's a great guess, and uh, I, I promise you, that's who I think a lot of people thought of immediately. And uh, right. Mike, good, really good guess. Cannon was an unbelievable player at LSU, won the Heisman, but was not technically from the state of Louisiana. Like DeFonte Smith, the five. What is he? What do we, we? Everybody calls him tiny. I think he's actually six one, but he weighs about one seventy. He's a thin, thin guy. But my goodness, can the man play football? And he becomes the Heisman Trophy winner. Stephen, any other guesses? Uh, you're right. DeFonte Smith is listed at six one. I thought it was Billy Cannon as well. In all our texters, we had about four people text in, and they came up with Billy Cannon also. So. Uh, I feel like we're we're past the uh, the googling window now, but Billy Cannon is the the submission that we got from our from our listeners so far. I mean, did Tommy B or any of our kind of old heads at the station is Tacker? Did Tacker run down the hall with an answer? I mean, I don't know about Moss. I don't know if Moss 
I would say Moss back in the day did know some football. So I, you know, look around. Billy Ray might know this answer. Uh, Stephen, the answer to this question is John David Crow, who won it while playing for Paul Bear Bryant at Texas A&M. A former Aggie, huh? Give me a whoop. Give me an Aggie whoop. I'll pass on that. But that's really interesting <laughs> uh, because, I mean, Louisiana is a smaller state, but filled with tons of great athletes. I mean, LSU has obviously made a living getting guys to stay in state. The Southeast schools have done it. Texas schools have done it. Um, so that's a good nugget. I didn't realize that was only the second guy from the state of Louisiana who's won the Heisman. You know, I uh, I got to say, I, I just I like how it came out. I I think Trevor Lawrence has had a great career. I think we all thought that it just was almost his to win this year, and he was out with the COVID for a game or two, for a couple of games, missed that first Notre Dame game. and, and, and But I still thought, well, they love Trevor. You know, he's going to be the first pick in the draft, almost kind of like a Peyton Manning, who I don't think Peyton, trying to think who won it that year, I don't think Peyton did win it. So Trevor did not get the win. And then you think, well, what about the guy throwing Devontae Smith? What about Mac? And I, I think that guy's a really, really fine college quarterback. He'll go play in the NFL somewhere. I don't know if he's a first-round pick. But you, in the past, you would always give it to somebody like that who just put up an, uh, just an um, unbelievable amount of passing yards. But Devontae Smith, I think, was helped. And, again, he earned this thing big time. But I think he was helped by Ruggs and maybe even Waddle's injury to a certain extent. Ruggs goes in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, his freshman year he was playing with uh, Judy. Judy left early. I mean, so it, he kind of came down to – I'm not saying they didn't have other good receivers, but – he was the guy. Right. And everybody focused on trying to slow him down, and they couldn't. Even without Waddle, he put up enormous numbers. And in a COVID year, when a great season was like 800 yards receiving, he put up 1,600 yards. I mean, just utter silliness. And I believe, let's see, Alabama, I should write these things down. Alabama had 37 um passing touchdowns he had 20 of them i believe that's right no you're, you're dead on he had 20 20 touchdowns and 1641 yards all right all right i mean i i just i think this guy was the best player in college football and i'm really think it's refreshing to see that type of person an athlete honored even though again the quarterback was great there Mm-hmm. But I, I think we were going to feel a little bit weird about Mac or Trevor winning this one. And I think Devontae winning it in the COVID-shortened year. And again, will the quarterback or running back win it the next 10 years? Probably so. Stephen, when was the last wide receiver? Was it 91, 1991? Yeah, 91, Desmond Howard. Does Desmond Howard ever age? Does he, <laughs> don't you feel like he looks exactly like he did when he played? Uh, 
He does. He had not entered this world when he was playing. That's right. But, I was uh, a, a year uh, a year later. I would be uh, with the world, but I wasn't there watching mm-hmm. him tear up Ohio State at that time. Yeah, in his most iconic play that year was a kickoff return. I believe it was a kickoff return. Yeah, and uh, and Devonte Smith had a had an iconic. Um, was it a kick? I think it was a kickoff return. I'm trying to think if it was a punt return or kickoff return. I think it was a kickoff return. Guy was a electric as a return man. And, and another thing I kind of like about it is he's not – I mean, like, this is not Calvin Johnson. This is not Ridley. Right. Think of some of these Julio unbelievably – Yeah, these guys that are just built and just – Bring it all. There's been at least uh, one one of those South Carolina receivers comes to mind. Ole Miss has had a couple of guys. DJ Metcalf is such a mm-hmm. monster in the NFL right now. This is a guy who is not necessarily the fastest guy in college football, and he's certainly not the biggest, really kind of a thin guy, and he went out and he got this thing. And uh, I, I just – I was really – I was really kind of happy about it. I was excited about it, too. Uh, I, I was glad Devontae won. I thought he was the best player. Um, I, I don't know if it's a trend moving forward because, as you said, Matt, it's just been such an odd year, and I, I think it definitely helped that Waddle, and this is really unfortunate, but Waddle got hurt, and then he became sort of the guy on that offense. But I, there was this take going around yesterday or, or in the days before the Heisman um, that somehow Trevor Lawrence should – get more consideration because of what a great college player he's been. And I just thought that was silly because it's, it's not a lifetime achievement award. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was a great player and had an amazing career, only lost twice. Um, but at the same time, like it's, it's a year-by-year award. Devontae Smith was th- the best player on what looks like, you know, the best team that's going to be decided whenever Ohio State and Alabama uh, meet up in the national title game. And it's also just really interesting – how Alabama went from, uh, you know, Saban won those first few titles with sort of bus driver quarterbacks like A.J. McCarron and Greg McElroy, and he really leaned on those big physical running backs. And now, I, I mean, you could make a case, Calvin Ridley, Henry Ruggs, Julio Jones, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, they're going to be first-round picks. Like They've turned into a wide receiver factory. And, and they've suddenly turned into a school that's throwing it all over the place and finally realized, wow, we have this big, huge offensive line. We can do some things uh, with our route tree, with our concepts that nobody else can really do at this level because they can't protect long enough. Um, it, it's just been funny to watch them change their identity and, and make that school like almost uh, synonymous with, with great wide receiver play. Yeah, you're right. I mean – that has to be wide receiver U. I mean, Baylor made a claim for it for a few years, kind of got their claim in. Who else? Oklahoma has had a great run of wide receivers, C.D. Lamb being the latest. Mm-hmm. They had a great, great run. Um, I don't think even during some of Max great teams we could put Texas in the mix for – Wide receiver, you, but um, yeah, LSU had some good Bama. ones. 
Ooh, you're right. They Odell, had about three. Jarvis. Last, well, yeah. Yeah, and then and then those guys last year. Justin Jefferson has been amazing in his rookie season. Jamar Chase. I think you have to claim as a school, Stephen, whether you want to be DBU or or, <laughs> or wide receiver. You, you got to pick a side. You can't you, you can't do both. What was Baylor this past year? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> um, we will uh, talk to Mac Rhodes uh, tomorrow at right off the top. Right off the top. Love getting right into it. One o'clock. One o'clock. Mac uh, makes his return to the Matt Mosley show. Stephen Simcox and uh, Stephen. We got to see how he's functioning. Jeremiah Dickey just kind of. Spread his wings and flew away. He's hanging out in, um, where is that in Idaho, Boise? Is that where Boise State is? <laughs> That's right, Boise, Idaho. <laughs> you nailed it. Golly, I'm good at geography. <laughs> he is in Boise, Idaho doing something. I forget what he even took there. He took some job there in Boise. Oh, AD? Okay, yeah, athletic director at Boise State in um, Mac Rhodes has the courage to come on and face our questions tomorrow. Lots to talk about with Mac. All right, um, we got a lot to get to. Baylor is number two in the country. The women, uh, talking about the Baylor men, men's basketball, women are, they've kind of pressed pause for a little bit. Let's talk about it. Um, what are we seeing from this Baylor basketball team? I'll give you my biggest worry. And then the things I'm most excited about. That's next on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Make sure you take the umbrella this morning as we'll see widely scattered showers, some isolated thunderstorms, and even some patchy areas of fog, at least through the noontime period. Clearing skies expected this afternoon with most of heavier rainfall in East Texas by then. 60 degrees to high. Clear skies tonight. We're going to drop to 36 and mostly sunny. Cooler tomorrow with a high of 55. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Tune in tonight for Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John here on the home of the Bears. The second-ranked Bears look to remain undefeated on the floor in the Farrell Center tonight hosting the Oklahoma Sooners. 7.30 for the Pizza Hut countdown to tip-off. It's an 8 p.m. tip-off tonight for Baylor OU Big 12 basketball. Follow the Bears all season long here on the flagship station for Baylor Bear basketball. Nobody has a better selection of Ram trucks than Cameron Autoplex. Need a large truck for your growing family? They've got that. Need a do-everything truck? They've got that. Need a heavy-duty work truck? They've got that, too. More and more Central Texas buyers are making that short drive to Cameron Autoplex on Highway 77 South in Cameron and at CameronAutoplex.com. Find out why new truck owners are saying it's always cheaper in Cameron. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Today's job market is full of demand for skilled trade workers. Electricians, welders, mechanics, these and other trades are the backbone of every community. They're also a huge part in making sure the Army National Guard is always fulfilling its mission of service to our country and communities. Soldiers train to keep the power flowing, engines running, and supplies moving. The skilled trades these soldiers perform are the same ones needed in today's civilian workforce. Army National Guard soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. With options from plumber to helicopter mechanic and everything in between, soldiers are able to select the trades that best fit their lives. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession and serve your community and country by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Fox Tonight. It's a night of musical guessing game premieres so big, they're served up family style. First, the premiere continues on The Masked Dancer with five new celebrities dancing. Shocking moment. Oh. Let me get a medic. Then, the iconic musical game, Name That Tune, comes to Fox with host Jane Krakowski and band leader Randy Jackson. I can name that tune in one note. Oh. And stay tuned for Fox 44 News at 9. Your news now. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show, the 1 o'clock hour. The only hour of the Matt Mosley Show currently, the 1 o'clock hour. Brought to you by McAdams & Sons Roofing. You can find them online at mcadamsroofing.com. If you want to get an estimate, check out their work. Again, that's mcadamsroofing.com. And, Matt, we uh, we got some Baylor basketball tonight. The men back in action as they take on Oklahoma at 8 o'clock in the, the Ferrell Center this evening. I'm excited about that. In fact, I'm not quite, you know, I just, I, I've been getting out and about. I am driving. Uh, after my accident, I don't know if I really want to be out in a crowd, although, you know, it's not there's not that many people at the game. So I've been toying with the idea. A couple of buddies wanted me to go to the game tonight, and I really, really want to say yes. But I'm not quite ready to um, to do that. Uh, but uh, man, I can't wait to get back out to that Farrell Center. Will they try, uh, Stephen, will Baylor try to, to uh, you know, beat Jerry's? World record that he set. Did you see that yesterday? Jerry Jones, the world record for a crowd during the pandemic. Is that really something you should be bragging on during a pandemic? He said, I want to wave my hands a little bit here. We got a we yeah. got the world record in a pandemic. <laughs> not a great not great awareness there by Jerry. Awareness rating was way down. Um not not exactly the time to be bragging about about your attendance, trying to get people in an indoor facility, even as spacious as ATT is. Not really sure uh, why he went there. You know, yesterday, feedback we were getting on the text line, they said, we want more Simcox. 
We want more Mosley. You know what? One hour. It's not quite enough for us. And I just, so what I did, Stephen, I've been negotiating with John Morris, and I said, uh, J-Mo, could you give us, like, the first five minutes, could we, you've got this huge other job, you know, the voice of the Bears, would you give us, I mean, this is all Stephen and I have in life, can you give us the first five minutes? And J-Mo thought about it, and he said, no, no, I can't do that. So, Stephen, we're just going to have to. <laughs> he stood his ground. Jamo said, nope. I, lo- I like you guys, but I'm not no, giving J-Mo away the would give mile. us some latitude. I mean, I-, I would say as busy a man as, as Jamo is, if we told Jamo, hey, we're going to kind of like come on with you and we've got some thoughts for how to fill your first segment, I don't think Jamo would fight us too hard on that. I don't think he would like, we'd get like huge pushback, but who knows? We shall see. Boy, it'll be fun to hear him sing. Sometimes they put him on TV, and then I don't get to hear him on the radio. And I like what David Kay does. And know uh, who else they put on there with him. I guess Nunley does it with him or whatever. Or maybe Pat moves over and does the play-by-play. But sometimes John goes on that TV, and then they'll move in King McClure. And uh, that's a that's a good that's a good group. Although I miss Coach Haller. God, I love Coach Haller. Love hearing him on TV when he would say, "At the charity stripe, the Bears are at the charity stripe." John and the Cagers or the the Netter. He just had some great things that he used. Some of the some of the uh, verbiage that uh, that Coach Haller. Hello, Coach Haller. I know you're out there. We're back. We're back. We somehow snuck back into the building. And we are back. Stephen, uh, girls, the uh, women at Baylor are not in action. I started to say there used to be a thing in Baptist life called girls in action, GAs. I think my sister and mom were a part of that. Yeah, we, we had GAs I, at College Avenue. I remember that. <laughs> okay. We had RAs, Royal Ambassadors, mm-hmm. was for the guys. The Baptists have always been really good, until you're, you go off to college, at keeping the, the boys and the girls separate. You know, like, hey, hey. Used to have separate swimming holes, like at Falls Creek <laughs> Encampment. <laughs> uh, girls are over there. Uh, girls, you know, it's like <laughs> girls couldn't even wear their, their swimsuits. Like, okay, got to got to get in there wearing a t-shirt or whatever. It's like, oh my goodness. Used to that. I think the boys had to wear jeans at all times. I think they might have had to put on a swimsuit to uh, to get in the pool, but they couldn't be in there with the girls at the time. How did I get into that? All right, women return. Uh, to action, Stephen. When do we think? When do we think this thing's going to be lifted? Fifteenth? Um, is that what we're hearing? That at least until the fifteenth, uh, Kim Mulkey put out a statement. Uh, she's tested positive for COVID. She was around a family member, and so I did see that K State game is off. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least uh, it'll be postponed. And then the Connecticut game, I'm afraid, is just not. What do we see on that, Stephen? I, I think that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, the word they used was canceled, so it makes me think yeah. that they're not going to try to reschedule that. Um, you know what I'm saying when I see that? Gino's scared. Just <laughs> put it out there. So after the K-State game, their next scheduled game is Wednesday the 13th. Um, Coach Mulkey will not return to the team, however, until the 15th because she uh, tested positive um yesterday and is going to take another 10 day uh at least another 10 day quarantine 
But are they going to play that game on the 13th? As of now, yes. There, it okay. hasn't been postponed yet. So. Yeah, because K State's like missing a bunch of games. I think I saw. Yeah, K State had to postpone like four games. They they have some some COVID issues right now as well. I think it'd be kind of fun if if uh, if Coach Brock just put in a completely new new offense and defense. Just kind of just kind of went a different direction. The run and gun, Lady Bears. <laughs> Tinkered with the lineups a little bit. Guys, I y'all may not remember the fabulous forum in the in the the, the Lakers. Y'all might not remember Showtime Lakers, but Moon, you are now Magic Johnson. <laughs> We're going to go Showtime. Now, Alyssa oh, Smith's going to run the point. She can see the whole floor. She's going to let her let her bring it up now. Alyssa's Magic. Moon would be Michael Cooper. She'd pull her socks up real high. I'm trying to think who comes off the bench for this team. Um, it had to be Kurt Rambis off the bench, but you'd have to have the James Worthy Nalissa could be both either magic. No, Didi's magic. Nalissa would be James Worthy. Okay, I don't even. This is sort of a ridiculous exercise. Um, all right, let's talk the men. No, I think we're on to something here. Let's let's, <laughs> let's stay with it. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Do you like comparing the Lady Bears to the Showtime Lakers under Pat Riley? <laughs> this is sort of a ridiculous exercise. Would be a good tagline for our show. <laughs> Our program director is just like, no, why, what, what are we doing here? Is Mosley okay? Do we think he's recovered from this thing? Steven, what do you – I want to get your take on this. So far, does the Baylor team, the Baylor men's team, does it meet your expectations, exceed your expectations? Um, I, I, I or, or is it – have they not – you know, arrived there yet. I thought, man, against Illinois, they, this is a team that when it hits, gets one of those runs, it can just bury you in a hurry. Kansas used to be like that. Kansas is not that great this year. Steven, I'm sorry. Your alma mater found out that Kansas maybe can get mad and can still play. And so that was an ugly ball game. I think that thing happened in Fort Worth, and I, I, I hate to even bring it up. I think that was about a 27-point loss. We'll move on from that. But the Sooners are an interesting team, and it offer an interesting test. I thought that road test the other day was was pretty good. It was pretty good. Iowa State kind of, you know, Coach Prom hung in there. They played good defense, and the Bears just, it wasn't really falling, and they were turning the ball over too much. I would just say this is a great, great team. It may be the best team Baylor's ever had. I would like to see the team be a little stronger with the basketball. Uh, the guard play, I mean, obviously, Teague, Davion's unbelievable, Jared Butler. I mean, they, they, uh, Jared Butler's going to be, he could be the best player in the country or right up there with it. Garza will probably get it, but Jared's right there. But there are, you, you, you've got in the in-conference play, and it'll happen against Oklahoma tonight, you got to be strong with the basketball, and there are, if you get up against a team, and I don't know the best team in transition in the Big 12 yet, probably Baylor, I would say the second best team would probably be University of Texas because they got all sorts of athleticism, some pretty good guards. They hadn't had good guard play in a long time. Texas is good. Okay, they, they're they they're now, Stephen, what are they? They were at number eight, then they waxed. They're number four now. Okay, they're up to number four. They waxed Kansas. 
I like this conference. I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of getting excited about some of the possibilities in it. There's some nights, and I even like TCU. I mean, I, I don't know. I think Kansas was upset. TCU probably played horribly. They got a couple of players I like. I, mean, I like the kid from Dallas area, Miles. Uh, or is he from – is he Dallas-Fort Worth area? Wherever. Yeah, he's yeah, in Lancaster, he's yep. Yeah, yeah. I love that kid. Mike Miles. No, that's somebody else. Anyway, no, I you're really right, – yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Once you have an accident, you just question yourself on everything. It's like, no, that's probably wrong. Um, Steven, I would say the Bears so far have not peaked, and that's fine. You don't want to peak this early have shown flashes of brilliance. I think there's going to be moments of boredom this season because you have some teams like Kansas State just awful. I think Iowa State the next time, they'll blow them off the court. You just have some games that aren't that interesting. Tech will give you a – Tech, you know, because a beard will give you a game. I would say this team so far has – met expectations, hadn't come up short, has not exceeded expectations, has just been really good. And then in that last game showed what can happen when you kind of let a team drag you down a little bit. And, and I think that's what happened there with the Hilton Magic. And I think whoever was doing that game, you know, they were, oh, this would be a different story if the fans were there. Don't act like Baylor's not gone there and won in Hilton Coliseum. Now, it's a good place to play. I get it. But, I mean, they're acting almost like, oh, Iowa State would be winning this game with the crowd. I don't know. I don't know if you can say that or not. But um, this, this is a joyful team, and this is an unselfish team. If there's any weakness I see, Steve, and I want to see what you think of this. I And you're going to say, Mosley, what are you talking about? The front court's great. It is, but. I think once you get past Everyday John, JTT, uh, and, and Thamba, I love the way Thamba's playing. He really, Flo is really playing well. I think, I think you get into some height issues. I mean, Meyer helps you, and he's a great spark off the bench. I'm just saying you'll always be a little susceptible. West Virginia has some monsters, although Toshiba, Oscar Toshiba, has left that team. Right. So they're not as big as they have been, but they still have Culver and they got one other guy that I can't he's his name escapes me, but they've got they've got a big, big front court. So that's what that's all I would say. You know, Vital is so awesome and he can guard all those positions. I'm just saying you get in some foul trouble, there are teams that can bully ball you a little bit because as great as JTT is, he's probably Six seven, okay. I, I I don't think I. Some people say six eight six nine. Ah, he's six seven six eight, maybe at the most. And then Thamba is six ten, but Thamba is just a great, tremendous role player. You don't want to leave him out there more than about fourteen or fifteen minutes. I think they're definitely – you make an interesting point there. They're they're not like your traditional big guys, which, I mean, that's sort of going away in basketball anyway, but that are just going to sit there in the post and, and go to work on the low block. Um, and, yeah, once you get past Zamba and Everyday John, uh, there there is sort of a, a thin depth after those two guys, but nobody's really tested them yet. I, I'd say they've exceeded my expectations, Matt. I thought they were going to be really, really good. Um, but they just haven't even really been tested yet. I mean, Iowa State, that was a tough game, and they had to grind it out, and they didn't shoot particularly well from deep. 
They turned the ball over too much. They still won by double digits on the road, and it was close, but it never felt like they lost their grip on the game. Illinois was a good game for a half, and then they turned on the gas, and they can just play so many different ways. I mean, obviously, they have so many great guards, and they can play those four-guard lineups and make you pay. Uh, they worked a little bit in the K-State game with Thamba and Everyday John at the floor at the same time, and they didn't seem to skip the beat there either. They worked so hard on the glass that that size advantage really hasn't uh, been an issue yet. So I don't. I would have loved to see them play Gonzaga, as everyone would have, else would have. I'm excited to see them play Texas and Kansas and West Virginia and, and Tech and some of the great teams in the league. But it's hard to find uh, issues with the squad. They're they're deep, they're fun, and, and they play on both ends of the floor really, really well. We'll see if Man, uh, Manic and who's the other guy, Stephen Reeves, the, the, the Austin guy, Reeves, shooters, Austin yeah. Reeves. Now they can score. They can fill it up a little bit. How will Baylor respond? Baylor has plenty of scoring. You just don't ex- always know where it's going to go. And uh, I, I will say this: I think Davion Mitchell has emerged, and sometimes we. We think things at the beginning of a season, and we don't. We're not willing to change our opinion. I, I just think uh, Marcus Garrett at Kansas. He's a great player, but he's really struggled a lot this season. And I've even seen him getting beat off the dribble. And I, he he may be banged up. I I know he got hurt at one point uh, this season. But Davion Mitchell is just right now a better defender than him. I think people think of Garrett because he's longer and he's got that lanky and all that kind of stuff. So he can, But, I mean, as far as on-ball defender, Davion's just simply the best. And Vital's not far behind. I just don't think anybody is guarding like Davion. Now, what Vital does is Vital can kick it into a different gear and then guard really good perimeter players. And that's, that's just so shocking to see. When a big dude who's kind of a rebounder Rodman type can move his feet like that against really talented perimeter players, that's special. I mean, that's just something you can compare him to Rico and all these people, but Rico couldn't do that. You know, Rodman Rodman was an unbelievable rebounder, but he wasn't out there guarding perimeter guys. Vital has a special skill set, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, of course, we'll have Scott on soon. Heard from uh, heard from our guy last night, Stephen. Oh, I had to give him a shout-out on Twitter. Um, the great chef himself, Jerome Tang, checked in. And uh, what, a great, what a great guy that is. And Baylor will lose him at some point because he's too good. But um, I've tried to help him, Stephen. I've tried to tell him maybe self-promote a little more. You know, get the. Get, I just, it's crazy that guy is not a head coach somewhere else, but he has just huge loyalty to Baylor, and the Baylor family appreciates him. All right. Um, it is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. We've got a little more to go. In fact, I've got a series, I've got a Cowboys series that I've been writing. The fourth installment is getting ready to go up, and, um, We'll tell you about Cowboys offseason plans, and we'll hear a little bit from Jerry Jones himself. That's next. Recently on the John Moore Show. 
Jerry Hill from the Baylor Bear Foundation. New show, new hour, you know, first time in the 2 p.m. hour in several years. So I wanted to have a big boffo guest, you know, first time in the 2 p.m. hour. And, and instead you got me. Well, yeah, I couldn't get anybody, but I'm glad that you were available. So thank the you The John Morris Show, 2 to 3 p.m., weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. You already love our famous chicken tenders, but have you tried our fabulous Bush Baby sauce? Get ready. Our new Bush Baby chicken sandwich is here. Oh, and did we mention it's on a King's Hawaiian bun? Yes, you heard it right. A King's Hawaiian bun. Crispy tenders placed on a warm and delicious King's Hawaiian bun. Drizzled with our sensational Bush Baby sauce. Topped with three pickles and bam! Introducing the new Bush Baby chicken sandwich. Pick up your Bush Baby chicken sandwich at a Bush's chicken nearest you today. Nobody has a better selection of Ram trucks than Cameron Autoplex. Need a large truck for your growing family? They've got that. Need a do-everything truck? They've got that. Need a heavy-duty work truck? They've got that, too. More and more Central Texas buyers are making that short drive to Cameron Autoplex on Highway 77 South in Cameron and to CameronAutoplex.com. Find out why new truck owners are saying it's always cheaper in Cameron. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something then let the pros at mallory screen printing and embroidery do the job for you they can customize your logo on t-shirts caps dress shirts golf shirts winter apparel and more stickers for any occasion banners and signs large or small see more at malloryprint.com or call 1-800-433-2220 for your next custom screen printing or embroidery check out their full catalog at malloryprint.com you already love our famous chicken tenders, but have you tried our fabulous Bush Baby sauce? Get ready. Our new Bush Baby chicken sandwich is here. Oh, and did we mention it's on a King's Hawaiian bun? Yes, you heard it right. A King's Hawaiian bun. Crispy tenders placed on a warm and delicious King's Hawaiian bun. Drizzled with our sensational Bush Baby sauce. Topped with three pickles and bam! Introducing the new Bush Baby chicken sandwich. Pick up your Bush Baby chicken sandwich at a Bush's chicken nearest you today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Alabama senior Devontae Smith was presented the Heisman Trophy during a virtual ceremony last night. Smith became the third Alabama player to claim college football's most prestigious award and the first receiver to win it since Michigan's Desmond Howard in 1991. Alabama coach Nick Saban said that junior wide receiver Jalen Waddell has been cleared to practice this week and has a chance to play Monday night against Ohio State in the college football national championship game. Assistant coach Chan Gailey has resigned after one year as Miami Dolphins offensive coordinator. The team announced yesterday the Dolphins will have a new offensive coordinator for the third consecutive season under coach Brian Flores. Number two Baylor Bears in action tonight in the Farrell Center hosting Oklahoma. Tip is at 8 o'clock and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas.
Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox rolling through a Wednesday afternoon. J-Mo coming up. The all-new John Morris show. I don't know if it's all new. It's a new time. Two o'clock. That's when he used to do it. Um, Just so you know, and you're probably already hearing this, uh, protesters in the U.S. Capitol, uh, they've uh, made their, they've breached the U.S. Capitol as Congress debates the Electoral College uh, objections that were made earlier today at about 12.15 is, I think, when that first objection was made that I remember seeing. Um, and that was through the Arizona vote. And now I'm watching Stephen. I mean, I, hopefully everybody's fine. It's just weird to look at the U.S. Capitol and see folks like up on the galleys or or uh i mean they're, they're just like standing and gathered up there almost like not only on the front of it but they've gotten into the rotunda the protesters have uh vice president pence had been evacuated and he's in a secure location in the capitol and and they were just interviewing some of the uh some of the congressmen who have and i guess there are those tunnels that get them back to their buildings or whatever some of those are, are in longworth there are other of those. I mean, a lot of us have toured those over the years. Um, they, they, I think, are sort of in lockdown mode, shelter in place in their offices is kind of what's happening right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I would say an enormous group has responded uh, in, in Washington, D.C., and uh, this is unlike anything really uh, we've ever seen. And a tweet just went out a little while ago. The president actually uh, encouraging folks to uh, be peaceful and uh, to uh, cooperate with the uh, D.C. police. Uh, Steve and I would say probably a little late on that. It's uh, from the scenes, little scenes we're seeing. And usually we don't stray away from the sport, especially since we only have one hour to, to talk right now. But uh, this is pretty huge um, national news that's going on right now and so just wanted to kind of keep you posted on what we were seeing there and uh, we'll see hopefully things will kind of settle down there and our democracy can uh, can continue on but uh, hey there's a lot of anger in our country right now and uh, everybody has the right of course of peaceful protest but it's uh, uh, no matter who you're supporting when it gets out of hand and and folks infiltrate the the capital and all of that it's uh it can get a little on the uh, on the scary side. It is Mosley and Simcox uh, together again, and again Baylor basketball tonight. You can hear it right here uh, on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris on the call. It will be Baylor versus Oklahoma, and um, Stephen, I think um, I think we can. Uh, Safely say, man, that's 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 a at least I, I, the thing I like about the the Oklahoma game is that you know you've just got some uh, you got some exciting players for them. You got some scores, and I think that's going to be fun. Now, this is something Stephen uh, was able to uh, to come up with, and I really like this. I want to let everybody hear from Jerry Jones. Do we have this, Stephen? Yes, we do. Okay, good, good. I uh, and and. and Part of what Jerry was talking about, I'm going to let you set it up, Stephen, but mm-hmm. part of what Jerry was talking about is uh, this came up yesterday, and I, it's almost like I, I know I've been around Jerry for a long time, 
So I know sort of a negotiating ploy when I see one or posturing. This was a kind of kind of a buttering up, kind of a, 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 um, an act of flattery, as the case uh, you know, was in, in, in basically reaching out uh, and saying that, you know, Dak has the Cowboys in a bad way. Let's hear a little bit of, uh, of Jerry Jones. Yeah, so the question was uh, that he was responding to here is, did this season and how it played out with Dak's injury and how the team performed without him, did that give Dak more leverage going into the offseason? Here's Jerry Jones. I don't know how you could have any more leverage. Uh, uh, Dak has uh, 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 absolutely been a uh, – uh, 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 might be a postcard, pitcher postcard, so to speak, but uh, his evolving into an NFL quarterback has been nothing short of a – uh, a, a perfect pitcher, and uh, he uh, has great uh, uh, ability in my mind to win games. Uh, he's talented. He uh, uh, certainly has uh, experience, uh, and so he has uh, all the things as uh, substantiated by what we've offered Zach. You know, we you wouldn't be offering Dak what's been offered him in the past had you not thought he was very special. And so, yes. uh, you know, the issue is uh, uh, how do you how do you come together? And uh, uh, that's no stranger to me. I've been doing it all my life. I got here uh, putting things together, and uh, we've got to get it together. All right, and that I, now, Stephen, I, I would say that was really lost on your generation when he starts talking about like I'm not saying they still don't have postcards in places you visit, but that to talk about like a picture perfect postcard, I I don't know. Even even as I uh, am, am getting up there a little bit, a little bit of a generation ahead of you, um, that one lost me. That that Jack was a perfect postcard. I don't know exactly what that meant, but I do think that um, Jerry and I've been writing about this, and and appreciate everybody who's been kind enough to to share that uh, out there. FoxSports.com is where I'm writing columns again, and I did a four-part series on what uh, what went wrong with the Cowboys, and then of course, like what can they do to bring it back? And so uh, the next thing is going to be kind of how do you fix this thing? And that's that's what I wrote about in this last thing, and, and some of these comments from Jerry are in the column that I wrote on the uh, the website. You can find it. Uh, foxsports.com. I, I, I think, um, Stephen, this is, this is an owner th- setting the tone and trying to provide a, a backdrop of, of, like, goodwill before they get after it, before they really they get back to the table. He needs to lay a foundation of, no matter what, we want you here. No matter what, we believe in you, and you're our guy. So what happens from here, we need to know. We need you to know that's coming from that place. But where people mistake, get get thrown off, is they think that means, oh, Jerry says he's going to get a deal done. Well, he wanted to get a deal done last year. They offered Jack some more in the neighborhood, $34, $35 million a year over five years. Dak wanted four years so that he could get back on the open market. 
you know, is that sound greedy to those of us who would 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 go for um, you know, in any amount like basically a one tiny percent of that? You bet. But in this case, this is a player who for the first few years outperformed his contract wildly and is now taking advantage from the ages of 26 to probably 34, 35 of, you know, he'll never the rest of his life have that kind of earning capacity. So it's kind of hard to hold that against somebody for trying to maximize that. The thing I don't think that Dak will do, Stephen, as I kind of think through this, is I don't think he'll do one of those Patrick Mahomes type 10-year deal. You know, you kind of wondered when they did 10 years at 45 mil per if that was going to be the new way of going about business. Hey, get them locked up and get them locked in at a rate for an extremely long time. I would say that agents have, whether publicly or privately, picked that apart and, and, and a little bit made fun of that contract. As, as crazy as that sounds, we would all we would all do anything to have that contract. The thought being that you never know where the cap will go. You never know if some quarterbacks, by the time Mahomes gets to the end of that contract, might be making 60 or $70 million a year. That sounds crazy, but so does a $45 million a year quarterback. Things change. The market changes. You know, they'll find new revenue streams. They'll dip into the gambling money. Okay, and then they'll get they'll get more and more revenue coming in to and so that's why Dak is trying to maximize this thing. Stephen, do you um, do you think that Dak with this injury? I'll say this: I don't think the injury has caused him to soften his stance, but I would I, it does. You do have to think that it might make him kind of think about the future. Yeah, I mean, I would think he would have to be more open to a long-term deal at this point just because, you know, he, he saw what happened. He was the most durable guy in the league for the first four seasons of his career, and then, you know, he had the ankle injury. So, I, I mean, I feel like there's there's motivation on his side to get something done. I, I can't imagine he's thinking, let me just gamble on myself again and hit free agency. Yeah, I I agree, and boy, I we have uh, I looked up. Sorry, Stephen, I should have given you much more time there. I looked up, and we have reached the end of our broadcasting day. It happens in a hurry, but that's okay. We have fun with it, and uh, every day we're going to give you three strong segments. A reminder: tomorrow at one o'clock, Mac Rhodes, Baylor athletic director, will uh, return to the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Uh, been an interesting day. Lots going on in our nation's capital. We hope everybody will stay safe there and that peace will prevail. But uh, we'll just have to watch and see what happens there. Uh, next, it is J-Mo himself, the voice of the Baylor Bears and one of the great supporters of the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, John Morris, 2-3. to three. He's next.